Welcome back to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider with Jeff, the former Vikings general manager, former president of the Tennessee Titans. It is draft week. This is something of a draft preview, but we'll get into some other NFL issues as well. Thanks to our longtime sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. All You find all of our shows at talknorth.com. You can find the Viking Update show there, tons of hockey content, a great chin music show on baseball with Roy Smalley and Lavelle Neal, uh, John Krasinski on the Wolves. Uh, check it all out. Check out our outdoor content, Joe Anderson, Dave Lee, uh, Mike Grimm on the Gophers. We do appreciate you listening to the network. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Uh, but the best way to, to listen to any show you like, including this one, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's the easiest way to listen. We are entering the draft. We don't know what the Vikings are going to do. There is intrigue around the quarterback position and their uh, apparent interest in Anthony uh, Richardson. And uh, the Aaron Rodgers deal finally went down. Uh, very interesting that uh, Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, did not bring a huge price from the Jets relative to other quarterback trades that have been made recently. Of course, some of those uh, quarterback trades, Jeff, did not work out particularly well. No, they did not. And I think it's a, it's a real cautionary tale mm-hmm. when you look at this draft in particular and, and think about these players that were traded for major draft capital in the re- in recent years. And I'm talking about the quarterback specifically. And you look at this draft, and if you focus on, in particular, Denver from the Wilson trade, uh, Cleveland from the Watson trade, and the Rams from the Stafford trade, they all traded multiple first-round picks for a, for a veteran quarterback. And... As of today, you would say none of them have really worked out. It did for the Rams for one year with with Matthew Stafford when they won the Super Bowl, but then he gets hurt in year two, and now there's concern about his long-term health. He had a spinal cord contusion. Can he come back? Meanwhile, the Rams have been missing all these top picks for several years because of the Stafford deal and Jalen Ramsey, the trade from Jacksonville several years ago. So that that hasn't worked out. The Denver story is a horror story for the former Vikings assistant GM and now the Broncos GM, George Payton. And the Broncos have no picks in this week's draft until number 67 in the third round. At least the Rams have a second round pick. But all the all the picks that the, that the, the Broncos gave to Seattle for Russell Wilson, and it, it kind of brings to mind what a smart GM John Schneider is in Seattle that he could see that Wilson was coming off his first losing season. He's a great player. He's a hall of fame player, but, but he was lost last year in the Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Didn't look like the same confident quarterback. And, and Schneider is sitting there with the number five and number 37 picks this year from Denver after using a couple picks for a starting left tackle last year. And one of the picks was for for a boy Mafe from from the Gophers, the edge rusher, and he had three sacks and forty one tackles in his rookie season. Looks like a promising player. And then on top of it, Schneider signs Geno Smith for a bargain deal, and he ends up being a, a top quarterback. It's just kind of amazing how it all worked out for Seattle. And of course, throw Pete Carroll in that conversation. He has a big input on what goes on there, and. So the Broncos have to hope Sean Payton can 
can revive Russell Wilson. They had several injury injuries last year. We know that. But again, cautionary tale, Stafford, Wilson, and then Deshaun Watson. And you and I have talked often about that deal. I never would have done that deal for a guy with his off-the-field baggage from all the sexual assault lawsuits and sexual harassment lawsuits in Houston. And, and they end up pay, trading three number one picks. And so here, Houston's sitting there with, with the number 12 overall this year from that deal. And they still have a third rounder this year and a fourth rounder next year. And Watson didn't do much last year after his 11-game suspension, went three and three as a starter. And now Kevin Stefanski, our old friend here from the Vikings, the Browns coach is under under fire to get him going. So it's just these quarterback deals have not really worked out. Now, how does that translate to Aaron Rodgers? I honestly think Rodgers can reverse that kind of trend because he joins a Jets team that has plenty of talent on both sides of the ball. The Jets did not hand over multiple first-round picks in the deal. They'll be missing their second-round pick this year and, and a second next year that will go to a first if he plays 65%. I think it's a good deal for Green Bay. I think it's a good deal potentially for the Jets if Rodgers plays several years at a high level and takes them to the, to the playoffs because really all they were missing last year was a quality quarterback Zach Wilson had not developed. So you think about all these trades, all these deals, maybe it'll work out with Rodgers, but it's very risky on these veteran quarterbacks. And I think that's part of the reason why Quasi Adolfo Menza and Kevin O'Connell are looking at the quarterbacks in this draft, and particularly they're not going to get a shot probably at Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. We know that, and probably not at Will Levis, but maybe at Anthony Richardson, maybe at, at Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. And would they jump at one of these rookie quarterbacks in order to get out from under Cousins' big contract in the future? Because we know the formula for great success and for the most part has been these teams on these cheaper rookie deal quarterbacks. And I'm talking about, we know who we're talking about Russell Wilson back in Seattle 10 years ago. We're talking about Jalen hurts in Philadelphia, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes is about the only guy who, who has won on his, on his rookie deal and on his expensive extension. Cause he's the best player in the league, Jim. <laughs> and yes. so, uh, and I know we're not, this is not a basketball podcast. I understand that. But when I think about these, these quarterback deals and, and get mortgaging the future for a starting quarterback, such as the Rams, the Broncos did and Cleveland and, and here are these other teams, Detroit in particular, benefiting to the chagrin of the Vikings, Seattle is looking in great shape and Houston because of these deals. And then you've got the Timberwolves, and I watched that game last night, and I'm watching Rudy Gobert, and he's a good player. But he's 30 years old, and there's no way in the world he's worth four first-round picks when Anthony Edwards is the best player in their team. And so I think that was a crazy deal. They're paying this GM, what, $8 bucks a year to do a deal like this and trash the team for the future? I, I just don't get it, Jim. And... But it is fun to watch Edwards. I think about three players in this town that are, are so much fun to watch, and, and they're all y- really young guys in their early 20s. And I'm talking about Justin Jefferson, who the Vikings just picked up the fifth-year option on. Uh, 
and he's going to get a 30 million plus extension this year at some point. <clears throat> I think about Anthony Edwards of the Wolves, and I think about Kirill Kaprizov of the Wild, who's kind of been shut down in the playoffs a little bit. Maybe he's hurt still. But these three guys, how much fun are they to watch? And and then I guess you you can throw you can throw Byron Buxton into the equation, and, and there's some really great star players in this town. No doubt about it. Uh, let's get back to the Vikings quarterback situation because that's I mean there's no bigger story ever in this town than what's going on with the Vikings quarterback. And I, I here's what I'm hearing, Jeff, uh, that they they'll never come out and say it, but the fact they didn't sign Cousins to an extension after he won 13 games for him last year. Uh, that they are looking for their next quarterback. Uh, my inf- What I've heard is they are very high on Anthony Richardson uh, and are tempted to do something to get him in this draft if they have the chance. I've also been I've also heard that Hendon Hooker is not uh, someone they consider a first rounder. So uh, the real intrigue here is what if Anthony Richardson starts sliding in the draft and the Vikings only have five draft picks? Do they have a way? Uh, do they have the desire to move up to secure him? Well, they certainly do if they think he's that great a prospect because they can always trade their number one next year, which I think is dangerous because of some of these other deals I've talked about when you trade away the future number ones. But for a, a, a quarterback that you think that highly of, I would say that would be something that would be potentially worthwhile. Anthony Richardson's a guy that just scares me, Jim, from the standpoint of, of his inaccuracy and his limited number of starts at Florida, only has started 13 games there and was a 50, what, 52% passer. That's scary. I know Kevin O'Connell has scouted these quarterbacks very hard, and, and maybe he thinks he can coach the guy up, but it, it's hard to coach up accuracy if the guy doesn't have it. So certainly he is very athletic, very raw, but that inaccuracy is a concern. They do have the luxury of being able to sit him be behind Cousins for this year and then see how he comes along. But he's kind of a scary guy to me uh, as far as a, a, a first-round quarterback. And it's probably a moot point because he, he's not going to probably make it to number 23 and to trade up, as I said, to move up. How far can you move up, even with a first-rounder next year? You're not going to get into the top 10, most likely. Perhaps you could with that first-rounder next year, but it's going to be tough. And so I would be very wary of that. And I still think the corner cornerback, not quarterback, is the top need for this team with a defense that ranked 31st in pass defense. And, and what are they counting on? The return to full health of, of injured corners, Andrew Booth Jr., who's been hurt all through college, too, and a Caleb Evans from that 2022 draft class. We didn't really see much of Booth to say he's a player. I, I thought Evans played pretty well when he was in there. I like him. And then they signed Byron Murphy in, in free agency, and he's coming off an injury-filled season, too. <clears throat> so the corner situation, I, I think, is is very problematic. And it's a really good corner class. So I'm sure Brian Flores, the new defensive coordinator, would, would love to have Witherspoon from Illinois, Gonzalez from Oregon, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, Deontay Banks from Maryland, one of those guys, Cam Smith, South Carolina, Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State. It's a really good corner draft. 
maybe one of those guys could make it to the second round and they could trade into the second round from the third round. But again, being careful about how much they're using to trade up. I still think Cousins, we've talked about it throughout the offseason. I still think Cousins is a top 10 to 12 quarterback. So the Vikings better be very confident in the ability of, of a young quarterback they draft before they draft somebody like Richardson and get ready to dump Cousins next year when he's he, he'll he's turning 35 this year. Yeah, we know that. But he hasn't been hurt. He stays in shape. He's dedicated to the profession. I think he's got four or five more good seasons. When you think about guys like Rodgers and Brady playing that long and Drew Dubreeze, so it's just I think it, it adds to the intrigue of this draft, definitely, which was just part of the reason why I love the draft, because it's really interesting and, and exciting. It was, it was fun when I was in the draft room. It's fun to, to now watch it from, the, from a media perspective. And I, I think that they could go any, any one of many directions. They could take Cansey, uh, the really top defensive tackle from Pitt, to help that inside pass rush after they left, lost Alvin Tomlinson. I don't think they should take a wide receiver in the first round. And some mock drafts have had them taking a guy like Jordan Addison from USC. I don't think they should go that route. I think they get a good receiver in the in the third round, perhaps. There are several prospects that run well and, and could take some of the pressure off of Jefferson. So it's going to really be a, an interesting draft. As you said, the Vikings only have five picks. So how much capital do they have to move up? up? I think the Quasi is going to move down. And I, and I think when he'll move down will be in that third round. I expect him to, to drop from 87, maybe to 94, 95, pick up an extra fourth-round pick or so. It's going to be really hard. And I've been in those rooms, Jim, when you sit <laughs> and you wait from the first round until the third round. It's a long wait. And I think they're going to get really antsy and try to move up into the second round to take a guy that perhaps they have a first-round grade on. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, come Thursday, Friday, and then even into Saturday when you get some of the sleepers. A couple more thoughts on quarterbacks and Anthony Richardson in particular. First, though, we want to thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore. <clears throat> Buick GMC and my great friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Gattrell, their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running, with the best selection in their super-friendly premium team, check out their great website, WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com, and you will see the White Bear Lake Superstores that use HD Trucks headquarters. And there are 90 new GMCs here at the White Bear Lake Superstore with 2.9% APR for up to 60 months. 25 new Buicks are here today with 3.9% APR up to 60 months. 0.9% APR for five years on GMC Sierra 1500 crew cab models. 3.9% APR for five years on 2023 Buick Encore GXs plus a $750 purchase allowance. No monthly payments for 90 days on all these great vehicles. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience 
Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Two more notes on Anthony Richardson. One is that uh, Orlovsky and some other NFL analysts that I've uh, been following said that uh, his receivers dropped a huge percentage of his passes last year. And the Vikings feel like he can make, he's a superior athlete who can make every throw. I think that's their intrigue there. Um, and the other thing is, I, I really do think O'Connell has great confidence in his ability to develop a quarterback. And I just think this organization likes Cousins, but doesn't love Cousins. And I think they are looking for their next quarterback. Yeah. And it's certainly logical when you think about. Cousins making $35 million a year and probably wants $45 million a year now, given the quarterback market that we've talked about with guys like Daniel Jones at 40. And, and now Jalen Hurts is over $50 million a year. And Kirk Cousins says, hey, those guys have done it for one year. I've done it. I'm a four-time pro bowler and a 10-, 11-year starter in this league. So – it's the price is just getting steeper, and if they don't think he's a, a Super Bowl quarterback, then I could see them making the move, and perhaps even trading that first round pick next year for Anthony Richardson. It would certainly create a lot of intrigue in t- in this town about oh, no the doubt. future of Cousins and about how long they would let Richardson develop. So we'll, we would be in a situation just like the Packers were for several years with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, if that scenario unfolds. I think the good news for the Vikings is Cousins is a pro and not not as much of an egomaniac as Rodgers, so he's not going to ruffle the feathers in the organization like Rodgers did and precipitate his departure, uh, even though he's a smart guy, Kirk Cousins, and he'll know – that he'll be on the move next year and he'll probably figure, Hey, I could end up in San Francisco or someplace like that. So it'll work out for Kirk. Meanwhile, he's made what about $200 million in the league. So I think, I think he'll be fine in whatever, whatever happens. And as we said, Hey, Richardson could end up being a top five pick in this draft. We, we don't know that maybe Indianapolis loves him at number four. So it's going to be fun to see how it all unfolds, but, as you said, if he starts to slide, and they do like him as much as as you've heard and some people have heard, I'm still wary of him from the standpoint of not having so many starts in his in his college career. That that's really even more than the inaccuracy. That's what makes me nervous. It reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky coming out when the Bears picked him. He was a one year starter at North Carolina, and who did they pass up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a little wary of, of, of quarterbacks that have only played for one year. We'll see how it unfolds. One last note. I uh, just pulled up Bucky, Bucky Brooks's latest <clears throat> last uh, mock draft. He has Anthony Richardson going 22nd to the Ravens. Um, and you look at the draft order, there are two teams ahead of that, the Jets at 15. And the Chargers at 21, where if Richardson starts sliding, those are two teams with franchise quarterbacks already that maybe the Vikings could trade up uh, a little bit to get Richardson. We don't know if it's going to happen. It's just really interesting. Um, Let's let's get to Dalvin Cook and Zedarius Smith. Are they trade fodder for this draft? And do you think the Vikings cut them if they can't trade them this weekend? I think there's a good chance that that Dalvin could be traded. And... But I think as part of the deal, and you have to see 
how the ego factor enters in for a guy like Dalvin, who's supposed to make 11 million bucks this year. There are only two running backs, I think, in the league making more than 10 million, which is it's crazy, the whole running back devaluation, as we've discussed. But Christian McCaffrey's under contract with the 49ers for 12 million. And Saquon Barkley is on the franchise tag of the Giants for 10.1. Also, uh, Derrick Henry in Tennessee is signed for 10.5 million. And so there are so few teams that seem willing to, to pay eight figures to a running back. And we saw in free agency that Miles Sanders, a Pro Bowl back, only got 6.35. I think if Dalvin had a chance to go to Miami, who could use a, a, a top running back, but I'm sure the Dolphins would want him to take a, a slight reduction. So if he, if he was, able, was willing to, to stay in his hometown of Miami, and be the Dolphins' starting running back, I think that would be appealing to him, and I think that may be the inducement where he'd be willing to take less money to go to Miami, and, and wow, would, that, would he help the Dolphins' offense that already has such a great passing attack? We know that. That, that would be exciting to watch down there. So that, that, I think that's the team that, that is intriguing to me that could make a deal for, for Cook on Friday in round two, uh, or sat, or or round three on Friday, I, I think the Vikings, if they picked up a third-round pick for Dalvin Cook, I think they'd be very happy to move on, get rid of that contract, which would free up some money for Jefferson's extension, and to sign their draft class. Right now, they can't even sign a draft class. They need money. So Darius, I think, is a tougher trade at whatever $12 million bucks or whatever he's at this year. And, and yeah, he's a, he's a quality edge rusher when he's healthy, as he was the first half of last season. But, but teams aren't stupid. They're, watching, they're looking at the tape, and they're saying, well, what, what happened to Zedarius the second half of the season? We only had a half a sack and was invisible in the playoff game against the Giants. So I think, I think that's going to end up being a cut outright. And even, even if the Vikings would think about bringing him back, but, but he's very expensive for his limited play and his limited ability to stay healthy. And, and I thought he was a great player the first half of last season. But can you really count on that for a full season? I, I highly doubt it. I, I think part of the, the deal in the draft that makes it interesting are all these potential trades. And I'm talking about guys like DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals. Will they move on from him? It's a good year for them to do that when Kyler Murray's probably not going to be there for the first month of the season. And they can rebuild, and he's got a $30 million cap number down there. So, again, would a team be willing to take him on? Well, maybe there are a couple teams that could be interested. I think DeAndre Hopson is still a great player. Trey Lance of the 49ers, I'm less, I'm less sure that the 49ers are going are gonna to trade him because they gave up so many multiple first-round picks when they, when they moved up to, to take him third overall in 2021. Uh, yeah, they got Brock Purdy. If they're in love with Brock Purdy, but again, he's hurt. I think I think Lance is a guy that they may try to to still see what he's got to deliver for them. And and there are some other guys. Montez Sweat in Washington is a former first round pick, and they've given a ton of money to their defensive linemen already with a guy like guys like Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, and they've got. Chase Young coming up for contract next year. How, how many guys can you pay over $10 million to on the defensive line? And Payne's making over 20 and Allen's making 18. 
and Chase Young, if he has a big year, is going to be in that range. So Josh Montez Sweat is a guy that I think could be on the move this week, too. It's going to be fun. Draft week is always fun, always intriguing. As I said, I wish they'd just move it up because it's just been too long of a wait for it. <laughs> but come Thursday, we'll know what's going to happen, and we'll have a much better idea on the future of Kirk Cousins, for sure. And uh, even the Vikings don't draft anybody that, that wows us uh, with the Lions and all their suspensions because of the gambling problem with Rodgers leading the division. I mean, the Vikings are just clearly going to be the, the favorite in the NFC North. Well, I'm not sure about that because the Lions, everybody loves the Lions. <laughs> and and they're, they did some really good things in free agency with guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson and at safety and Cam Sutton at corner. I, I think the Lions are going to be the flavor of the – of the month in the NFC North. I, I think you'll see a lot of people picking them. But as you said, with those suspensions and and just the question marks on defense for them still, I'm not sure that they're ready to overtake the Vikings. I think it'll be the Vikings and Lions that'll be in, in the hunt in the NFC North. I think the Packers will take a step back in Jordan Love's first year. But hey... <laughs> There's no, that's no sure thing because as, as I think your colleague, Mark Craig wrote, the Packers have had pretty good luck at the quarterback position with guys that they've, that they've drafted or traded for that have lasted for what, 15, 18 years, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings hope that Jordan Love is not the next piece of that equation. <laughs> No doubt about it. It's going to be a fascinating weekend. We'll be back next week uh, to recap the draft and uh, enter the rest of the offseason. Let's get a final thought from Jeff. Once again, thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Check out talknorth.com for all of our shows. A lot of great stuff there, and we do appreciate you listening. Give us a final thought heading to the draft, Jeff. Well, I, I would say the perfect Viking draft would be if they could draft a corner if they could draft a defensive tackle, if they could get a receiver and maybe the third, fourth round who's got some speed and can compete for that third receiver spot, if they could get a, a another corner, I think they should pick two corners in this draft, and I think they'll add another pick. We remember what Mike Zimmer always said, right, Jim? You can't have enough, enough corners, and, and so I, I think they still need more corners. Let's remember that there are five guys at corner that are gone from last year. Peterson, Shelley, Boyd, Shannon Sullivan, Cam Dantzler. They need corners. And, and also an inside linebacker, I think, to replace Jordan Hicks in 2024, who's 31 years old and a free agent next year. Maybe that'll be a late-round pick in the sixth round. But, and I also think taking a quarterback at some point is a good idea in this draft. And... Bill Belichick always took a quarterback, and even if even if the guy didn't develop into a great player, he could still trade him or whatever. Maybe they can find a gem in the, in the middle rounds that that O'Connell can develop, and, and and then you can still speculate in your column about his cousins on his way out. <laughs> I will be doing so. Uh, I will be <laughs> speculating. I will be trying to work some inside sources and figure out what the heck they're thinking. It's going to be fat. 
the Vikings are always fascinating, and they're never more fascinating than when they have a little bit of intrigue at the quarterback position. And guess what? They always have intrigue at the quarterback position. That's the way this franchise works. Hey, good stuff from Jeff. Thanks to Brandon. We appreciate you listening. Uh, check out the Viking Update show, and we'll be back next week.